Good morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, and another fine, fabulous, fantastic fast foray for Friday, Torch Report 558, examining the fresh threat of nuclear war and the weaponized migrant flow. <laughs> Friends, just wait. This is going to be great. It's going to be entertaining, uh, probably just as entertaining as it is maddening, but you're not going to believe what these people believe. But they believe it just the same. But in the beginning, since it's Friday, I just want to set the tone. I did put a screenshot here of the Drudge Report this morning. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com. You'll see this spiffy annotated screenshot. It has a face of Vladimir Putin. Looks like he's constipated, sitting right next to a great big nuclear mushroom cloud. The headlines read, more nuke taunt. Russia floods the West with migrants. Weaponized flow to influence elections all at once. Friends, we find that Russia is said to be flooding the West with migrants. Russia has weaponized the flow of migrants to influence our elections. Oh, no! Russia, Russia, Russia! Russia, Russia, Russia! (laughs) It's so damn frustrating. We need not mention the impeachment of the utterly disgraceful jackass Alejandro Mayorkas, Biden's open border policies, the Chinese processing centers in Central America, the plane tickets, bus tickets, medical care, education, right to vote, or the $10,000 gift cards being handed out like candy to all of these criminals. Uh, Just to be nice, we can set all of that aside because now it's the Russia, Russia, Russians that have uh, weaponized the migrant flow to interfere with our elections. Please let that sink in. Who believes it's crap? (laughs) This is nuts. So I saw that this morning. It just stopped me in my tracks. I thought, you got to be kidding me. I can't believe they're actually pushing this narrative. How many people at the Drudge Report. I mean, I know they, they used to be uh, kind of center-left libertarian. Matt Drudge did some work back in the Clinton days and all that kind of stuff, breaking Monica Lewinsky story, I believe. That was the uh, thing that brought him to fame and all of that. But, you know, the Drudge Report has gone full-blown deep state puppet for years, and people have noticed this shift. So I was curious how many people still visit the Drudge Report and get this, uh, these headlines impressed upon their ever-so-tender psyche? So you would, uh, you would be blown away, friends. Get these numbers. Over half a billion people visited the Drudge Report in the last month. 528,802,671,000 people visited in the last month. Uh, that would be over 23 million people in just the last 24 hours. So... I was like, wow, a lot of people think that uh, Russia is flooding the West with migrants. They've weaponized the migrant flow to interfere with our elections. I mean, potentially uh, over half a billion people think that. So I wanted to put this into perspective. And maybe we just take the 24-hour time frame. You know, 23 million people saw this headline in the last 24 hours. If all those 23 million people banded together to form a political block, They'd have the same amount of people on board as the entire population of Florida, for example. They would have more people than 48 out of 50 of our great states in our nation uh, if, if everybody that read Drudge bound together to form a political bloc. Only California and Texas would have a larger number of people. Now, Luke, does that really matter? I mean, come on, really? Seriously? I mean, if, you, if you kind of think it through, if you think for a second that the size of a state 
has an impact on federal elections? Well, you would be right, because higher populated states have more representatives in Congress. So yeah, they do. Bigger states have bigger impact. It's, it's just a numbers game. Every legislative district in the nation has roughly 750,000 people. Uh, that's according to Real Clear Politics. I did put a link in there if you want to dig into it. So states with more people have more representatives in the legislature via the House of Representatives. Currently, uh, California has 52 representatives, Texas 38, Florida 28, New York 26, Illinois 17, Pennsylvania 17, Ohio 15, Georgia 14, North Carolina 14, Michigan 13. So if you just kind of think it through, the size of the state, the bigger the state, the bigger the impact because they have more people in Congress. So states, they're really just groups of people, these populations uh, you know, California, Texans, Floridans, etc. Uh, and then if you think about the Drudge Report, the readers of the Drudge Report are also a group of people, are they not? And they're spread throughout the land in these various states, but they are, they could be considered a voting block. I hope you see where I'm going with this. You know, any group of people ultimately can have an impact on national politics proportionate to their population. So if everyone who read Drudge Report was convinced that Vladimir Putin, the evil Russian tyrant, was getting ready to march across Europe while simultaneously weaponizing a massive influx of migrants to interfere with the 2024 election and they were fighting a multi-front proxy war against the Ukrainians who happened to be wielding an entire arsenal of Western weaponry, if 23 million people believe that crap, how do you think they would vote? Just curious, you know? And if we take this hypothetical thought experiment just a little bit further, what do you think these 23 million people might say to their congressional representatives if they believe these things. Ah, I can no longer, I can no longer be complicit in genocide. I don't know. What would they say? You know, 23 million people believing anything is bound to have a huge impact. So, uh, basically, you know, if, if you think it through, any leftist outlet that has 23 million views in a 24-hour period of time, 528 million views in the last month, that is inevitably bound to warp a lot of minds. It's, it simply cannot be any other way. They are warping the very fabric of society. So, interestingly enough, uh, for those of us dwelling in the beautiful heartland in rural America, we often scoff at people from California, because, you know, we lament the fact they often bring their liberal politics with them into good old small-town USA. It turns out that our local rural communities are, are very uh, susceptible to being overrun by these progressive commie hacks, these political activists, because... Uh, you know, they've been trained. Oftentimes they've been trained in the ways of civic engagement. Just a handful of them can upend the apple cart. Well, you may not know it, but this man is a spy. He's an undercover agent for the FBI. He's been sent down here to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> God bless Charlie Daniels' uneasy writer. But if you think about it, it doesn't take that many people to move into an area and change the whole tone of local politics from the city to the county level, especially in rural America. So what we're talking about here with the 23 million people potentially being spoon-fed the same drivel, getting the same information, that's going to shape the same worldview or similar. 
And that's inevitably going to impact local, state, and national politics. All manner of misinformation, disinformation, malinformation, and and perhaps just good old-fashioned false information, we should be expecting that at all times. So if the Drudge Report had slipped in a little misinformation, whoops, (laughs) we just told them that the evil Russian tyrant is flooding America with migrants to weaponize migrants against the elections. (laughs) I can't believe they're going to believe it, but they're going to believe it. Some percentage of the 23 million, half a billion viewers of the Dredge Report are going to believe it. So, and that's going to have a lot greater impact than just a handful of progressive commie hacks moving from California into small town USA, by the way. But we're just talking about one outlet here, just the Dredge Report, right? If you try searching for any news story you want in any search engine you want, Start paying attention to the sources that pop up. You're undoubtedly going to find that trusted sources and fact-checkers rise to the cream, uh, rise to the top, or the cream of the crop, right? That's the top of the search results. And for most, most people, that's all they ever look at. And of course, well, you know, there are many different trusted sources like CNN and Fox News, but all the trusted news sources, they all rhyme with CNN. <laughs> you know, you peruse the top 10 search results for any news story on any search engine you want, and you will quickly become acquainted with the Trusted News Initiative. Now, it was way back in Torch Report 195, some truly ironic contradictions about the Trusted News Initiative that I, that I uh, laid bare this insidious plot to con people into believing the fact checkers or that there's, there's a diversity of opinion within the Trusted News Initiative. In reality, It's a very uh, short leash. They keep their parrots on a short leash. It's a matter of who do you trust. So you can check that out if you want to dig in. If you're unfamiliar with the Torch, uh, I'm sorry, with the Trusted News, you'll have to check out Torch Report 195. But to try to stretch our heads around, stretch our head around just how much power and influence this chokehold on information has become. I think it's really quite difficult. It might even be impossible. I don't know. Uh, maybe my neuroplasticity is suffering this morning. I don't know. <laughs> it's like hard to wrap the head around. 23 million people on the Drudge Report just in the last 24 hours. That's, that's just one of the Trusted News Initiative kind of uh, under that umbrella. And then if we add into the equation the algorithmic social interventions, the nudging of the narrative on social media, et cetera, et cetera, it's really a wonder that anyone can retain their sanity these days. I mean, they, yeah, they are messing with our minds uh, a lot. The way that a cat plays with a mouse, perhaps. I mean, the sky is falling constantly, and it makes sense because things are bad. But the sky is falling constantly. I mean, powerful people are desperately fighting for more power, more power, more power. And they're going to do anything they can do to win, you know, even if it's nuclear war. Even if it's starting World War III, even if it's collapsing the economy, even if it's pulling the levers, pushing the button, shutting down the grid, even if it's releasing bio-warfare upon the whole of humanity to off a few billion peasants over the next decade. Friends, uh, they're willing to do anything here. But somehow, the world keeps turning and the sun keeps burning, you know? So... Whether it's World War III or bioweapons or cyber attacks plunging society into darkness, whether it's idiotic climate cultists blocking out the sun or whatever, you name it, it's all on the table. 
I mean, come on. I mean, how, how about this? You know, how about drone warfare being amplified a million times over? Can you imagine that drone warfare? More drones in the sky, in the waters, on the ground. You know, amplified a million times over. Like you know, World War Three is a drone war fought with AI. How about that? You know, how about humanoid robots being driven by AI and ruling uh, over the lesser peasants, like the the great superior stewards that they are? How about that? What do you think about some human beings choosing to fuse technology into their bodies? Perhaps a chip in the brain or injected genetic modifications, thereby transforming themselves into transhumanist freaks. How about that? What do you think about the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution? Do you recall the great narrative? Friends, it's all on the table. How about having a global government consolidating total power and control. That is the power of narrative. And it's coming, and it's coming fast. So let's go ahead and zoom way out. Zoop way out. Because I think the very nature of influence has changed. It's become much more scientific in the 21st century, especially with the weaponized AI and the algorithms and all that. So... I think everybody can understand, we can all agree, there is a relatively small number of people on planet Earth who understand human behavior and psychology far better than the average peasant does, right? That's just normal. They're the psychologists, for example. And this small group of, and the psychological warfare, and the spooks, the psyops, etc. But this small group of people, they understand the science of persuasion. This is the foundation of psychological warfare. This is why the government, our beloved Uncle Sam, invested millions of dollars into DARPA's military-grade memes. DARPA's military-grade memes deploy infectious thoughts throughout the population. These thoughts, these infectious ideas, are guaranteed to propagate throughout the herd, according to the million dollars, uh, millions of dollars spent by DARPA. Therefore, we know for sure that this small group of people can exert a great influence over the masses. And they have a greater impact still influencing our local leaders and politicians. This is why the few make the decisions for the many. This small group of people, they only need to focus on influencing a few people to end up changing the way that we live our lives. The changes always, they come through public policy. The policies, well, they come through committees. And of course, the committees, the committees, they have to confer with the experts. Now, this happens at every level of government here, and we're kind of setting the foundation of scaffolding, if you will. Uh, Again, happening at every level of government, uh, a small group of people to understand behavior and psychology influencing the leaders who influence the way we live our lives. This comes through public policy, comes through uh, policy, comes through committee, committee comes through the conference with experts, consulting with experts. And of course, the experts, the experts come in a variety of degrees. <laughs> I mean, some people are more expert than others. Uh, there, are, there are no greater experts, of course, than the government experts, but... The government experts, they have their own power structure as well. You see, not all government is created equal. That's why city experts get trumped by state experts, who typically bow down to the federal experts, who are secretly beholding to the scientific experts and the financial experts, all of whom are collectively subservient to the global experts. And the global experts, they alone, they hold the throne of being the experts, the experts. 
experts of planet Earth are those hailed by the global cabal. I mean, and who knows more than the global cabal, friends? But here's the thing. These global experts, they are being anointed by enlightened leaders. Their words, not mine, of course, the enlightened leaders. It's, it's at a, a kind of a ritualistic indoctrination. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the, uh, it's the gradual assimilation of a relatively normal person into a sociopathic, socialistic node. When the enlightened leaders anoint an expert and bring them in and like, oh, you're the expert. You tell me. I don't know. You know, then all of a sudden. They begin to see the little guys as lesser, quite naturally, uh, because the little guys, they have less money, they have less power, and of course they, they even have less information, and therefore they must have a lesser perspective, these little guys. And that, of course, bolsters that irresistible human urge, uh, that sense that they, the experts and their globalist cohorts, they really do know what's best for you and for me and for everyone on the planet. And in time... They grow fond of the thought that they really are special. They really do know what's best. Clearly, these people have been chosen. You just have to listen to them. I mean, perhaps they have even been chosen by God himself to lead all of we miserable peasants to a bright new future effing earth. Friends, when suggested, these people, it seems natural to them to think of themselves as enlightened leaders. (laughs) leaders. <laughs> I mean, that's where these people are at. And I think it's, it's really important to realize that these labels of enlightened leaders and the experts and so on, these labels have been bestowed by the collective, the collective hive mind of the, of the, of the leftists, of the Marxists, of the communists, the socialists. You pick your name. Uh, but by the way, lest you wobble here... You think I'm out on a limb a little bit? Friends, you need to look no further than page 145 of COVID-19, The Great Reset, written by Klaus Schwab, June of 2020. Uh, he, he wrote a section in the book titled Enlightened Leadership. So if you need to reconfirm your conviction that governments must be led by enlightened leaders and that I'm not just making this stuff up, check out page 145 of COVID-19, The Great Reset. You'll see uh, that these people believe, these enlightened leaders, they believe that they have a moral imperative to rule the world. And they got a whole power structure. It's all set up. It looks a little bit like the collective hive mind. You know, so you got the collective. They control the cabal. That controls the experts. They control the enlightened leaders. Who controls the ruling class? Who controls the international councils? Who controls the national governments? And, of course, they control the ignorant peasants. It works kind of like this. One, the collective calls a conference. We need to have a conference, you know. Calling all collective nodes. Come into the conference. Two, the cabal, they call a panel. And it's a panel of experts, by the way. And three, the experts make recommendations. Four, the enlightened leaders suggest international law. Five, the ruling class funds a campaign. Six, the international councils promotes the propaganda. Seven, the national government adopts the policy. Eight, the state finds there are strings attached to all their funding. Nine, the city does what it's told. And ten, the people get the shaft. <laughs> Oh, friends, this, this hypothetical hierarchy, it provides us the scaffolding. Uh, to, we, we can kind of see how the, in, the ideas get in, disseminated down from on high. This is the transmission of thought through these various power structures, these various groups of organized and powerful people. That's what allows them to say, to get the collective on the same page, so that they can say with a straight face, we just don't need the majority of human beings. And believe it, friends, they believe it when they say it as sure as a Baptist believes the Bible, and they think that we're just too stupid to understand what they mean. The arrogant bastards. Anyway, 
Anyway, friends, but to thread it all together here, just to really drive it home, I want to bring it all back to influence. We know that words are powerful. Information is powerful. The narrative is powerful. There are people in the world today who believe that Russia is flooding America with migrants to interfere with our elections. They did not form this thought on their own. There are people in the world today who believe that we need to reduce the human population and forfeit control over our lives to unelected global crackpots in order to save the planet. Again, they did not form their own thoughts on that, friends. In this battle of influence, we do need to help our neighbors see the light. We have to find a way, and that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find that heart, click that heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.